Are you looking for authority building content, a way to have immediate sales conversations with your ideal prospects, and have it all done for you? A Media Leads Sales Podcast may be the answer. Go to medialeadsco.com to find out more. Today on the show, strategy plus action equals being great at sales means being a great leader. It's time to think bigger and make bold moves to create the life and business you were meant for. We're here to give you the latest in marketing strategies and the confidence to put them into action. We bring you hardworking entrepreneurs starting from scratch and visionary leaders of cutting-edge companies looking to scale. You have a front-row seat as we guide these business owners to a path of massive growth through customized marketing approaches and creative sales initiatives. Welcome to Strategy and Action. Here are your hosts, Jason Croft and Jonathan King. How's it going, everybody? Craig Severinsen is on the show today. I know Craig um, as an incredible business coach. In fact, he's my business coach right now. I'm in his Landmore Clients Intensive. And you know, we'll get into a lot more, though, of his expertise and background that's brought him to being such a great business coach because it takes way more than knowing something about business to then be able to teach and guide and coach other people through that. So I'm excited to get into all of that. Craig, welcome. Hey, thanks. Really glad to be here. Thank you so much. Craig, this is so exciting to have you on the show. Uh, Jason and I were just watching some trainings last night and uh, actually woke up extremely excited to just apply some of the tips that you said in the training. Um, and it just, I mean, just that short video was, was able to, to, to help me think of just immediate ways to, to, to add more value for our clients and and in our business, but man, this is this is going to be a, a, a great episode. I, I already know it. Absolutely. So you know, I wanted to have have you on specifically, Craig, because um, there's a, there's a concept that you you talked about a couple of weeks ago that really clicked for me that hadn't ever clicked before. Two concepts, kind of putting them together that that I hadn't put together on my own before, and that's that's the the concept of being a great leader in order to be great at sales, right? And and those two things don't necessarily go go together, but but as we went through the model of showing up, of guiding somebody through that that folks not only is it is it good and you're a better salesperson because of it, but the client, the prospect, they feel so much better during this whole process. So um, I want to get deep into that really quickly. But before we do that, um, give us a little bit of background back from PR world into business into coaching. Give us a little little background so we we know the the full Craig here. Yeah, and I think you know you already highlighted the thing that really I think stands out to a lot of people is I started out my career in public relations, and I actually worked for some big name companies. Edelman PR, if you're in the PR world, that's an international firm. That's going to, you know, you're going to know that name. And then I also worked for the Walt Disney Company. I did public relations for Disneyland. And they had a uh, resort. They have a resort in Hawaii called Alani. I also did PR for that. And I'm still a little bitter with Disney because they made me write articles upon articles about Hawaii. And they never sent me. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, hey, oh my I, I got to go to Disneyland every day, though. I, I I worked at Disneyland. So I guess I can, I can forgive them. But, uh, you know, I... 
I really got into coaching and consulting when I left the bigger companies. I actually went and worked in in the uh, nonprofit world for a little bit. When you go from corporate to nonprofit, there's a big culture shock because you go from really siloed, you know, I do public relations and that's it, to you do everything because we're a nonprofit and you do everything. And so um, I really kind of started looking more at the marketing and, and the fundraising side of things. And as I got better at it and started getting results, other nonprofits in the area started saying, hey, what are you doing? And I ended up consulting with everybody. And uh, I just said, hey, you know, I actually love this consulting thing a lot better. So uh, I made the shift there from, from just being like a service provider to, um, to being a consultant. And I started my business at the time. It was called Brightworks Public Relations. Today, we fully own the consulting and we're Brightworks Training. That's that's awesome. So so that's where sort of the, the the coaching aspect and consulting came from was making that transition, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think you know you you started off by mentioning leadership and sales, and I think that leadership, it, that concept, you know, it's clicking for you right now. It's clicking for me right now. And I think it's it's the evolution of a of a uh, of an entrepreneur. You know, when you first get started, I was dealing with somebody yesterday. I was you know chatting with somebody who was having a hard time getting leads just on anywhere. But LinkedIn in particular was the conversation. And I was like, they're like, I just don't know what sort of content to put out. And I was like, well, it's because you're approaching this as like a subservient viewpoint. You know what I mean? And if you're the, if you're just a, a service provider and they're up here and you're down here, it's really hard to know what sort of content you can give and what sort of content gets attention. So when you raise your level to just being, you know, side by side, even equals, then suddenly you can contribute to the conversation and as you grow and develop, you know, you actually start stepping into that leadership role and strategic partner start saying, actually, you know what? You're hiring me for a specific reason. Let me help you get there. And that just changes your whole your whole dynamic with your clients. Oh, yeah. And it makes sales easier. It makes marketing easier. It makes everything easier. And that's a great point, too, because I think I think for a lot of us, it it comes in as, okay, put out content to then become a thought leader, do this to then become a leader, a great person, business owner, instead of I'm going to put this content out as a thought leader in my industry. And that that is the dynamic you're talking about right there. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's a common thing we do where it's like one day I'll be this thing. One day I'll get there. And you got to kind of approach it from the reverse and say you're leading from wherever you're at. You know, you start from wherever you're at. And maybe you're not like you know, Tony Robbins level thought leader. Okay. That's okay. You know, you're not Simon Sinek. Okay. We get it, but you're somewhere, something you're somebody somewhere. And from that level, you start leading. And you know, something I've been really pushing my clients lately to do is think about where you want to see your industry go. What are the changes the industry needs to make? When you're looking at your clients or potential clients, what are the pitfalls you're seeing and where do they need to take their business? And that's where you start leading right there. That, that's it. You don't have to think like, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm going to change the world. Maybe one day you will, but start like right with your clients, start right with what you're doing and just start thinking two steps ahead, three steps ahead. Right. And that's going to start giving you that edge of leadership. That's huge. That's huge. And that, that just makes me think about, um, really a lot of, of the pain point in even just the agency space when people have clients and and they're often not taking advantage of the opportunity that they have with with the the current client and all it is is that little switch what advice can you give your clients that 
from even a marketing or PR perspective that gets them ahead of their competition. And then they're constantly looking to you to to provide that value for them. If you've got a yeah. a, a local chiropractor and and, you know, the, you see the market changing, you see his his demographic changing because of the data you have from the Facebook ads or something. As long as you tell them, hey, man, I think the the Hispanic market is going to be huge for you in 2021 and you help them shift to 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 that focus. You you may blow this one location up or or just create yeah. such an opportunity for him. So I, I love I love how you say that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's the difference between the, the churn and burn model where it's just like you're a service provider. People come in, they come out and you're just like constantly, you know, getting them in and out or a long-term partnership. And I think that that's the, that's the first step, you know, you, you asked, or you said, uh, how do you, how do you make that shift to where you're beating out the competition? And I think for most service providers, unless you're the level of like Pepsi and Coke, okay. It, it, competition is not a thing. Like, Pepsi and Coke have to steal from each other in order to grow, right? Yes. But like, if I were to start Craig's Cola here in my basement, uh, Craig's Cola is not competing with Pepsi and Coke. There's enough marketplace that Craig's Cola can grow, and until I'm the size of Pepsi and Coke, and we've got to fight for that space, like, there's plenty of space. So I think the first thing for everyone to do is take a step back and say, hey, you know what? There is no competition here, and in order to raise your rates, it's not about what everyone else is charging. See, here's here's the little here's the little trick. Instead of instead of saying what is everybody else charging, and I, believe me, I've been there. I remember when I first started my like first started doing PR on my own. I was like looking at other people's websites, trying to find where's their pricing. I want to be competitive, you know. And uh, that's not the way to go. Instead, what you want to do is say, you know, wh what are they trying to accomplish, and how can I be their strategic partner to get there? And when you when you step in at that level, you can have rates that are three times what your competition is charging and they're still going to go with you because you're connecting to the bottom line you're connecting to what they want and then beyond that you're going to retain your clients because let's let's look at two people you know the chiropractor example you just gave let's say they're doing facebook ads right okay one one person is hey i do facebook ads for you the other person is i get you more clients through facebook ads very very minor difference they're doing the same stuff but when COVID 2.0 hits and they're making cuts, the person just doing Facebook ads on the chopping block, the person who came in as a strategic partner, they get to step up and say, hey, COVID 2.0, here's what you should be doing. We're going to spend more money. We're going to get more people. We're going to make, you know, we're going to grow your business during this time. That person wins. The other person gets gets cut. Yeah. And it's way more than than the semantics of being a business partner. You know, it's it's really stepping into that role like you talk about because that's that's everything. If you can approach it that way, yes, you're going to charge more to be that. But yeah, once you come in, it doesn't matter how you come in the door with that service, if it's Facebook ads or video or anything else, if while in there, you can go, well, here's another way to grow your business and here's another one. Well, then they come to you for everything, even if it's not yeah. what you do and you're introducing yeah. other folks certainly what you know Jonathan and I do right like that's that's that connecting space right like oh yes yes but that's that's fun and i think there's that's part of us and what we do um but we're in a we're in a time though that i think to your point on everything that you're teaching is that you better become that <laughs> if you want yeah. if you want to be successful 
Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you've really got to, and again, this is going back to leadership, right? You've got to, you don't have to be, if you don't want to be their quarterback calling all of their marketing shots or calling all their business shots, like that's okay. But you have to be the leader in whatever it is you're providing for them. Otherwise, so th this is why, because if you don't, then what happens is you get stuck at being the service provider level. And that is like an intern, hire the kid in the college basement, you know, like that is the low level hourly rates. You struggle with retaining clients. You struggle with yeah. making enough money. Like that's what's keeping you stuck versus if you even just say, hey, you know what? I don't want to lead your whole your whole business, but you pay me for Facebook ads and I know Facebook ads and I'm constantly improving on it and I'm going to give you recommendations on it and I am in your business so that I know what's working and what's not working. That it's a, it's a, you're doing the same thing, but it's a whole different approach. You're going to make more money over 10 clients longer. Like it's really about having better client relationships, stronger client relationships and being paid for what you're worth, right? Or not what you're worth, but what your services demand, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So guide us through that a little bit. Let's expand on that concept for folks on, on what we're, we're here talking about so much. And there's layers of all of this, but being that leader and how that translates to the sales process. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I was actually trying to come up with an analogy for this last night and I was reminded of, so bear with me because like it's hard to find an analogy for this. So it, it's a little, it's a little, uh, maybe long winded, but I'll, I'll keep it short. So I was reading the book journey to the center of the earth. You guys ever read that? It's an old book. So spoilers, yeah. everyone, if you haven't read it, but it's like, you know, 60 years old. So if you <laughs> haven't read it, you know, this is your own fault, right? So journey to the center of the earth, they're going to the center of the earth and there's this part in there it's it's uh, basically two guys an uncle and his nephew and uh they got lost and the uncle is like just he thinks that the earth is not super hot molten core he thinks you can go to the center and that there's wa drinkable water down there and they're all out of water and the nephew gets to a point where he's like we have no water if we don't turn back right now we're going to die we have to turn back we have to turn back okay so imagine yourself in that situation. You're the uncle. And the uncle looks at him and he's like, there's water. There's water down here. We just got to keep going. Okay. Now, imagine if the uncle had said something like, well, maybe you're right. Maybe there is no water. You think he's going to persuade the nephew to go down with him? No, the nephew's gone. Right. What if he's what if he was like, well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like there's several options he could have taken, but instead he stood firm in the midst of his nephew's like temper tantrum and his fear and said, Hey, let's keep going. And they went. And of course there's water and there was, you know, spoilers again, there's other stuff down there. I won't spoil Thanks the whole a lot. Bit. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Let's compare that to sales, right? When you're mm -hmm. in sa a sales conversation, I don't care if you're dealing with entrepreneurs or B2B, you know, you're dealing with a, with a council of people, whoever you're dealing with, they are scared of something. Right. They they there's something on the line for them, whether it's a promotion or whether it's money or whether it's their livelihood. There's something on the line. There's going to come a point where they throw a fit. Right. That now I'm being really hyperbolic. Right. Or like I'm blowing this up like this is dramatic. They're not going to necessarily be like wailing on the floor, but they're going to they're going to throw up an objection. And that is your point to step up as a leader and hold space for that. It's not an attack on you. This is their reaction. Right. And you just have to look at it and say, OK. What do we do here, right? Because if I if I say, hey, you know what, you're right that that objection, you don't have any money right now. Oh man, too bad. Let's 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 just call it quits here, right? Versus you could say, hey, you know what, you're saying that you don't have money, but you're also saying that this is really important to you. So what do we do? You know, you're not you're not 
you're not trying to solve for them. You're not trying to like be the answer to all their solutions. You're just mainly laying out the course and holding space for them to make a, a decision as an adult. And when you do that, you really step into that leadership role where they're going to look at you and they're going to say, I trust this person. I want to move forward with them. Let's keep going. Right. You're going to be that uncle in the uh, center of the earth saying there's water. There's water down here. That's so right. you can turn back if you want. You're going to barely make it. You're going to be, you know, you're not going to go where you want to go. But down this down this hallway, there's water. There's glory. There's other stuff. If we won't spoil the book. <laughs> really fun. Right. So you've got to be that person. You got to be that leader. And and that just it, it reminds me of something else we were seeing in that content that you put out. Um, but in is something I truly agreed with, and I, I it resonated with with my core. Uh, the concept of sales as a form of service, mm-hmm. and and it's it's our job to empower those clients to move forward and and decide to make that decisions to get those results. And very well, well put. I got that from your website as well. But um, <laughs> but it is the perfect way to explain that. And I think I think a lot of what what I've seen in in either other agencies and before and myself, it took years to get to where where I am. But truly believing as a leader of your own business mm. that you are the solution. And that's something you tapped into. Can you tell us a little bit more about that mindset that you have to have as saying, hey, I'm the one to solve this problem. They don't have money. They are scared of what growth looks like. They are afraid of this, you know, but they would love their situation to be this way. Talk, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, awesome. And thanks for uh, uh, mentioning my website, brightworkstraining.com. Brightworkstraining. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll, we'll uh, edit that part out. Okay. Uh, no, uh, come on. <laughs> I'm throwing a fit here. Lead me. Come on. Uh, <laughs> the uh, okay. So I think what Jason said. You know, there's layers, right? There's layers and layers and layers. And if we peel back the layers, where does this start? Where does it all start? And there's one fundamental shift that I think everyone needs to make in order to start down this journey to like really stepping into leadership, really stepping into thought leadership, especially. Um, and also becoming that strategic partner. And it starts with, at the very foundation of your business, are you helping people get a result or are you merely providing a service? And when you start connecting your service to the to the result that they're trying to get, you start seeing these shifts. And then you can start confidently saying, yes, this is the best move for you. Because, you know, like when you first get started, it might be tough. You might have to go off like faith in yourself, belief that you're not going to go anywhere. Um, and I'll explain what I mean by that in just one second. But as you're going, um, you're going to start seeing proof, right? Like you've helped clients accomplish something before. So now we've got a track record of of accomplishing something. And nothing's ever guaranteed, especially in, you know, the service. You don't know if you're going to run an ad or you're going to write a copy. You don't know if it's going to hit, you know, but you've got experience. You've got, you've got uh, all this track record telling you that you can, that something's possible. And what I mean by you're not going anywhere you know, there's an example that I give that tends to hit really well, and that is what's the difference between a charlatan and like a stand-up, really uh, in, in in integrity business owner? It's when things hit the fan, the charlatan disappears, the integrity person of in, integrity sticks around. So even when things go sideways, if you can believe in yourself and say, I'm going to stick around, I'm going to stand by my product, I'm going to stand by my by my clients, even if it doesn't go the way I want it to go, 
then that's going to give you all that confidence in the world to be like, this is the best move for, move for you. And then after that, it's just a process of like building up your own confidence, right? But really that shift, do I provide a result or do I just provide a process? If you're providing a process, get used to hourly rates and clients that leave you, right? Yep. But if you're providing a result, you can start stepping into that partnership and leadership role. Yeah. And then, and then that, that phase of believing in that result, like you, like you get into, like that's, that's the, that's everything, right? Um, and of course, like being an entrepreneur is certainly, um, the best class for personal development and personal growth because every one of these things is, is so tied to it's all coming in here and here, right? And so much of this. And when you can, put something together that you know is that solution, well then everything else, that's the foundation of being able to lead from that, from that space. And I think, you know, we, again, putting the two concepts together, um, that leadership starts, you know, before you're ever in contact with that prospect, right? Mm -hmm. Like back to what we were saying before, being that thought leader in this space and people get uncomfortable with the term and blah, 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 whatever. But, but it's, it really is whatever kind of leader you better be one, <laughs> you know, even if it's this tiny little, little area of expertise, you, you, you better get in there and own it because it's just going to make you better. And that's going to bring in the right folks. And then you guide them through that process. And then it's also still being a leader to them after the sale. Yeah. And I think, you know, we get, we get really weird about like calling ourselves thought leaders or experts or whatever it is. Like the title comes with a lot of or baggage at sometimes. All. Right. Yeah. I think that's the disconnect too of that you don't have to have a team to be a leader. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And I think, you know, to your point, this is about stepping into that role. And like really, it's not just like calling yourself, you know, because I see it too. You know, someone's like, Hey, I'm an expert in this. And you're like, Well, you know, no, no, you're not. You know, like <laughs> like I've seen that too. Or like I fell out of alignment calling myself an expert on something, you know, like parlor's blown up right now. Everyone's seeing that. And I'm, you know, just waiting for everyone to be like, Hey, you know, I'll I'll make a million dollars in parlor for you. I'm in a parlor expert. You know, like that always happens with these new platforms where people are suddenly experts in it. And I think that the point is you don't have to call yourself an expert, but you, what you need to do is step into that role of like, I can see, I can see what's coming on and I'm going to help you get somewhere and I'm going to, I'm going to stand next to it. So like, I might not say I'm a parlor expert, you know, I don't, I actually have never even been on parlor, so I don't even know what it's about, but, um, <laughs> yes. so I'm just using it as an example. So I might not say, Hey, I'm a parlor expert, but I might say, Hey guys, you know, parlor is blown up and I see a lot of potential there and let me help, you know, if this is something that's interesting to you, let's, let's go talk about it. Let's get it done. Like it's a difference in feel of like, pretending to be an expert and actually being an expert or pretending to be a leader and actually being a leader. You know, when you're a leader, you don't have to sit there and scream from the, from the rooftops. You're a leader. You just do it right. You just, you're, yeah. you're looking at what needs to be done and you just do it. Yeah. It's like, you can't give yourself a nickname, right? <laughs> you can't, you can't put leader in your LinkedIn headline or people are going to dismiss you immediately. But if you are that in here and it's written all over your whiteboards and all over your thing and no one else needs to see it, but it's to remind you to operate from that space. That's everything. Yeah. Something you said and hashtag things I didn't tell you. Right when you when you started uh, being an entrepreneur, is that signing up for being an entrepreneur is signing up for a lifetime of self development. Like they go hand in hand. Like it really, really is. And uh, that this idea of developing yourself into a leader, it, it goes hand in hand also with like 
Well, here's an example. Like I, I want, I started my business. One of the things I started my business was to actually form future thought leaders and to form, help people grow businesses that like they could live these rich lifestyles. And in like, in terms of like being with your family and like enjoying your hobbies, enjoying a life worth living. Right. And uh, I got to a point after I started my business where I looked around, I said, I'm not living a life worth living. I've given myself all to the business. Where's the leadership in that? Where's the integrity in that? Right. And so like, you have to like flip the script on that and be like, okay, so I don't have a million dollars. Okay. I can still live a life worth living. And that's where the leadership starts. Right. Is like saying, where, where am I not living in alignment with what I'm trying to develop? And instead of saying one day I'll get there, it's I create it now and then I move forward from it. I, yeah, absolutely. I a thousand percent, a thousand percent agree. And I, I think that's the challenge because it's in, in exactly what you guys are saying. The challenge is to start leading yourself in order to become a better leader, because it's it's that. That and and this is all self-reflective, but that's the, the the switch that happens, and and then you start doing things that are aligned, and you start doing things that allow you to lead others because you're leading yourself. You know, one mm -hmm. of my things was fitness and health, and I started paying more attention to what I was eating, and I love food, like like obsessed kind of of love. I used to cook. <laughs> I got a food show, like. That's my thing. But I also noticed, hey, I need to lead myself for my family and for my future mm -hmm. kids. And I need to be around for grandkids. Uh, and and that was just one one way. And then people started coming to me asking, Jonathan, what did you do to lose 80 pounds? And what did you do? So you just by leading yourself, you become a leader. Yeah. Know? And just by in business, just by being able to see where the attention is going, G Gary V, for example, that's all he does is predict where the attention is going. And people follow him because he's been right so many times and he's been wrong a few times as well. But that's where his leadership has shown the most in 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 our space, you know. Yeah, totally. What's he saying about parlors? I mean, no, I'm trying... <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I, let's bring this full now, circle. Yeah, right. <laughs> let's bring this full circle to sales because I think you know, highlighted in what you said, when you step in, also when you step into leadership, and I feel like you know, some people might be like, okay, Craig, you said leadership like twenty times now, right? Like, uh, we get it. Um, but here's the thing too: is like it helps you make better decisions when you are okay with yourself and okay with your position as a leader because when you're in a sales call and somebody says something like um gee i've tried so much stuff i don't know if this is gonna work or um man uh i don't have the money right now you know it's really easy for us as entrepreneurs to take that personally to be like oh my goodness i have to overcome this or i'm not gonna close the sale but when you're okay with yourself and you can disassociate yourself and say, hey, this objection, this thing they're saying has nothing to do with me. This is their past experiences. This is their fears. This is them expressing what's coming up for them. Then you can take a step back and you can make better decisions. You know, like, so so if I'm not a leader and I'm, I'm just caught up in like, oh, I got to close this person and they say, I don't have enough money. I'm going to say something like, well, okay, how many credit cards you got? Can we spread it out? You know, I'm going to like say something like that. But if I am a leader, I can say something like it's a hard conversation, but I could say something like, okay, you told me 
getting X result was the most important thing. But now you're saying you're not willing to invest in it. So what's going on? Oh, that's a tough question. That is a really tough question. But I ask that. And then what happens? They start to evaluate their own blocks. They start to evaluate their own objections. I don't have to overcome anything. My job and your job in sales is to simply say, this is the path you said you wanted. Here's a plan to get there. Now, let's be really clear about it. What do you really want? What do you really want to accomplish? And is it important? And if the answer is yes, then let's get going. And if the answer is no, hey, thanks. Good, good chat. That's it. Yeah, that's huge. And that 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 point about you know, being a, the best self development, <laughs> you know, entrepreneurship is that, and it's it's that way, one way or the other. You're either going to embrace that, get better at that, and then you're better at at the journey, or along the way, you're gonna get hit with this stuff, and you're gonna learn it the hard way, and go, oh, oh, uh, for sure. And and it's so interesting that that you know, because there's a fine line, right? in that leadership role. And again, it comes from confidence. It comes from standing firm in your line because that person who's waffling and wavering, you know, the last thing you want to do is, uh, okay, well, uh, how about for $500 less? Or how about, you know, and that's what we're talking about, guiding people through. um, Helping them just enough, put that, hold that mirror up like you just talked about. Um, Let them work through some things because you do want you want to get them to that other side, but to do it just enough with, with that, you know, disconnect connection from the outcome of either way is good here for you if you need it. And I think that's a, that's another piece of that, of that leadership. Yeah. And the, uh, the key to that, to be able to do that, Jason, is to make sure your pipeline is full. If you have, like, if you're doing the work to get leads in the door and you've got four sales calls this week and sales call number one is like, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a work for me. I got three, I got three more lined up. You know, I got another one today. Like if it's not a right fit for you, that's totally cool. But if this is the first sales call you've had in like six months, it's like the first one. And you're like, I don't know when the next one is coming. Now there's a lot of pressure on that. Right. So it's like, you've got to, I, I love what Jonathan was saying about being that leader for yourself, you know, showing up for yourself and making sure your leads are full, your pipeline is full so that you're consistently having these conversations, it's gonna settle you down. And then another thought I had about that while you're talking, Jason, is I think this is the importance, going back to what we were saying, I think a lot of people view things like uh, self-care, exercise, taking time for family, as like, where can I fit it in? And that's backwards, it's 100% backwards. It's, what am I doing daily to develop myself? What am I doing daily to spend time with the people I love? What am I doing daily to make life worth living? And then right. business gets fit in. Like that's the shift that I would love everyone to make. Because, you know, you if you're if your routine is, and this was me for a really long time. In fact, this is like a growth edge for me. I'm still working on it. Where it's like, you know, I go to bed at like two in the morning because I just watched TV all night with my wife and now I'm getting up. It's like nine thirty, I'm gonna hit the shower and then ten o'clock I'm like at the desk. You know what I mean? Like my life is desk, TV, bed, right? Like that's like what's going on for me. That life sucks. I don't know if you guys have tried it. It is no fun. But it and so there's a big difference for me when it's like, hey, I go I have a bedtime, you know, I go to bed at a certain time. I get up and you know what? I don't go straight to work. I, I maybe I meditate for a little bit, maybe I read scriptures for a little bit, maybe I go for a jog and exercise for a little bit, you know, and I, I have a routine. Maybe I'm still starting business at 10 o'clock, but that morning is a lot more intentional. 
and my life is going to be a lot more structured. It's going to feel better. I'm going to be happier. And that's going to allow me to step more fully into my business and actually get better results. So like, you got to flip that script. You know what I mean? Don't let business run you. And I know it's tough because like, if you can't pay your bills or if you're like trying to accomplish something, it's tough to be like, well, if I take attention away from my business, my business will grow. Like that doesn't seem to make sense, but it's 100% true. Focus on you, the most important things first. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. And, and I, I just love that. I'm, I'm, uh, that makes me think about my one of one of my favorite business partners I've ever had. Uh, this guy, Jason Croft, over here, and he and I, I love that take guy. that same. Yeah, <laughs> we take okay. that same approach because we we understand what is important. And and the money is going to come regardless. Like maybe you build something faster, but at the end of the day, it's about you've made a commitment to build it. It's going to get done. It doesn't matter if it gets done today or tomorrow. But the important part is the time we spend with the family, the time you spend with the kids, the time you spend in the gym, because that'll give you time to actually enjoy the, the fruits of the labor that you're putting into building something. And I think it's especially in the states, um, it's it's programmed into us to not think that way, because the success yeah. is what can I show for all of the the neglect uh, <laughs> I've, I've done in in my family and, and in my home and to my yeah. health. I've, I've got the car, but I can't fit into the Lamborghini because <laughs> I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> I've seen that. Like I've literally seen. I was like, "Hey, cool car, bro!" But (laughs) can I take it for a spin? Because you you can't. (laughs) Yeah, and so that's so important. So I, I just, I, I acknowledge you and thank you for saying that because that's that's the part that allows people to find freedom from what they think is is the dream. You know, and it's it's a you know, speed happens when you're aligned. When you're aligned, speed happens. So like don't worry too much about the speed. Worry about getting aligned and worry about like getting all the tools in place. You know what I mean? Like there's so like we're talking a lot about mindset, but like there's practical tools too. Like what's your offer look like? What's your pricing look like? What are you using to get marketing? Like those practical tools are important too. But like the the thing that I always say, because there is, and speaking of Gary V, right? This hustle mentality of like hustle, 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 hustle. And, uh, you know, I can respect that. But at the same time, if my light switch is burnt out, it doesn't matter how hard I hustle flipping that switch. I can flip it all day long (laughs) until I replace the light bulb. The light's not coming on. So, like, you've got to understand what is the most important leverage points and hustle on those. And that doesn't necessarily require that you sacrifice your life in order to get those results. Right. It, it requires you to hustle on the right things and draw boundaries around, you know, Gary, he, he hustles probably harder than most people, but he's a great example of this because like he has a very private life with his yes. family. He's very, very clear about those boundaries and he's flying all over the place. But, you know, he also has very defined time for his kids and his wife. And like That's so he's him. got that dialed in. He just doesn't talk about it as much. Right. And he talks yep. about the fact that what he does give up, like like. He's not sitting around watching Netflix. He's like, because this is the fun part. Everything you, the work, the hu- the hustle, like he loves the heck out of that. So that's the yeah. fun. That's the recreation also. And I, so it's, it's fulfilling, you know, it's not just taking away from everything. Yeah. He loves the spreadsheets more than he loves Tiger King, right? That's the, that's the takeaway. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> nice. 
So, Craig, how can we help you? Where's where's an area that you're trying to ex- either expand into, or who you're trying to reach that that either Jonathan and I or our audience can can help you with? Yeah. So, you know, I help B two B service providers. So, solo, I help you go from like you know maybe the five to ten k per month range to the twenty to thirty k per month range. So, if you're you know maybe at or close to hundred thousand dollars per year, you provide some sort of service. It's time to uh, it's time to really streamline that service and and make sure you're, that you're charging the appropriate amount and start building a team and that's where I'm going to step in and help you get there. So uh, you know check me out at brightworkstraining.com. I'm most active on Facebook, so if you just want to connect and see what I'm all about, go to Facebook. I've got a group, and also you can just connect with me and you'll see my content. We'll be able to talk if you want, and that's the best place to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Definitely have people do that. It's it's it it is interesting because I've known that you've made that sort of shift from. So LinkedIn focused, where I think is an obvious choice. A lot of us would think LinkedIn, and, and you found a little more success over on on Facebook. What's what's that choice about? You know, uh, it actually is. Both of them worked really well for me, and I have clients using both of them. Um, I personally made the switch to Facebook for a couple reasons. One, uh, it's a little bit more casual, and I enjoy the more casual a- atmosphere. Mm. Um, Two, uh, Facebook has a lot of native tools on it that make it really easy for me to uh, run my service through a Facebook group. So like when you join my my program, most of it is housed inside of a Facebook group. And uh, so doing my marketing and my client service delivery on Facebook as a platform for me makes a lot more sense. Um, so, but, uh, you know, whether or not you want to use LinkedIn or Facebook to me is all about preference. You know, LinkedIn they both have pros and cons and LinkedIn has been getting kind of spammy lately, like people just connecting and then immediately pitching you. And I think a lot of people see that and they get really frustrated. And they're like, Oh, LinkedIn is dying. I see that. And I see a lot of opportunity, you know, a lot, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to stand out from the crowd and not be that, that spammy person. And LinkedIn is still growing. It's still doing really well. Uh, it's still a great place to be. I, so for me, it's preference. Um, they both work well. I just prefer Facebook. Gotcha. That makes sense. Do I encourage everybody to to, to reach out to to Craig? Um, it, it's been it's been a, a great experience. You know, we talk about certainly the leadership and like you mentioned the mindset and all of that. But what where he's really helped us is get clear on that offering, and and that's allowed me to then be confident in that offering. So then I can stand as a leader with that offering uh, yeah. all the way down the line. So, so that's been huge. So I thank you for that, Craig. Thanks for being on and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening. You've learned what's working on the front lines of business. Now it's time to get to work. Apply to the Strategy and Action Group on Facebook to learn more and for a chance to connect with the guests on this show. Join us next time for Strategy and Action.